0: Well, we spent the last month looking at racing and we've talked about the Apostle Paul and about how he would have been a race fan and that many of his scriptures included a racing theme. We've talked about moving from average to abundant, where a race car driver has to go beyond average to be a a winner. We've talked about how that we need that pit crew in our life, those people to help us along the way and to change the tires and fix the engines and not just to do a splash and go. We're, we're just in and out a little bit into the uh, pit, but we're not really invested. And we talked about how it's so important to have other Christians in our life to help us. Last week, we talked about avoiding the wrecks in life and how Satan has a 24-hour wrecking service that uh, he's looking to cause crashes in your life and how we avoid that. But today I want to talk about a different aspect of racing. I want to talk about the spotter. And the spotter is the member of the race team that sits up above in the, in the uh, skybox or in a tower that, that has an elevated view of the race, and the spotter sees the full track and he's talking to the driver in the race and he sees where the team's car is located in the pack and he advises the driver on what moves he can make and who he can pass and to be careful of the wrecks that uh, may be ahead of them and when's the opportune time to make the pit stop because that spotter sees things that the pit crew can't see from the ground level, things that the driver would see uh, and not see from behind the steering wheel that may be up around the next turn, And as we recognize these graduates today, we're honoring their accomplishments and hearing about what their future goals in life are, whether it's on to college or going to a professional school or new careers or advanced degrees or moving up in responsibility. And that's why I wanna talk to the graduates and everyone sitting here today about relying on the spotters, the spotter in our life. And that spotter is an important part of the race. And if the driver doesn't listen to him and doesn't use the information uh, and doesn't see what's happening, it does him no good. And as Christians, we do the same thing. It's just like it can happen in a Christian or believer's life if we don't listen to God and we turn the headset off. And even though God has the best view, even though God has the view from above, we say to God, no, I'm driving, it's my life, I'm the one with my hands on my wheel. And then we wonder why we get into wrecks and why we crash and burn and why we hit the wall. And we wonder why we didn't fully succeed at what we were planning to do. And in life, you see people with, with all the right stuff. You look around and you'll say, they got the good-looking race car. They got the people pulling for them. They got the right sponsors. They have everything they need to win. But they don't. And why is that? Because they don't listen to the spotter. Hebrews 12 tells us, As for us, we have this great crowd of witnesses around us, so let us get rid of everything that gets in the way, the sin which holds tightly to us, and let us run the race with determination that lies before us. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from beginning to end. The writer of Hebrews is saying we're in a race. And he's also telling us that in that race, we have to keep our eyes focused on Jesus Christ. You know, there is a term, Christ follower. And I think it's a little bit different term than Christian. A Christ follower is someone who is listening to God. And not only listening to God, but they're trying to obey at whatever level of faith walk they are whether it be a new believer or someone that is kind of slowly progressing or whether they've been at this Christian thing a long while and been in the family of faith for years, they're they're listening and they're willing to make changes. And a Christ follower is someone who is obeying and listening to God's word. And because they're listening and obeying, their life is changing. And see, that's the first step to being a Christ follower is listening. Listening is the essential, an essential discipline for a Christian. And have you ever had a major problem to yourself and uh, in your life and you, you look and you say to yourself, man, if I'd only been listening to what God was saying I wouldn't have had this happen or if i had been listening to the the people around me the pit crew those other Christians I could have avoided this you know if you ask people well how did you all end up in divorce and usually the answer is well they just weren't listening and usually crises come into our life because we aren't listening How many young men and women go off to college and they get involved in the social scene, in the parties and checking the girls out and the guys out, or or they're in the dormitory and they're getting involved in the card games, or or they end up staying down at the rec center, playing ball or working out all the time, then all of a sudden midterm grades hit and they realize they're flunking out. And now they start to listen and now things get serious. See, in life, all our relationships are are going to be strong as our ability to listen. In fact, all relationships are only as strong as the ability to listen. Like listening to your teachers and professors, listening to your doctors, listening to your pastor, listening to your husband or your wife, or, or listening to your parents and kids. It's amazing how smart your parents get the older you get. And, and suddenly they have wisdom for us. But what usually happens? It usually happens that we get that bad grade in a course. Or we get that bad news from the doctor. Or our wife or husband says we're leaving you. Or, or our parent grounds us before we listen. When it comes to listening, if we don't listen to the spotter, God, and the people that God has put into our lives, we're going to end up in a mess. Because the fact is, if you're listening to the wrong voices, you are making the wrong choices. Did you hear me? If you're listening to the wrong voices, you're going to make the wrong choices. And that's why it's so important that you listen to the right voices around you. You know, just like... You don't want to buy hair tonic from a ball-headed guy, or just like you don't want to buy the diet plan from someone who looks like they've never missed a meal. Uh, I, I remember in, in college, or we I was graduated, and a guy came to, to basically try to get us to buy into a pyramid program and and he comes in and says well you know the first year you'll make $50,000 and by by the third year you'll be up around 100,000 and if you hang in there you'll be a millionaire and and i I looked at him and he you know he wasn't dressed too you know too great and had a junky watch on and i said uh uh you know uh uh, where's your car? He said, oh, it's out in the driveway there or out in front of the dorm. So I went out there and looked, and it was an old, junky car. And, and, and I thought, well, you know, maybe he just started with the company. Uh, and I said, well, how long have you been with the company? He said, seven years. I, and I thought, well, you know, you've got to figure out which voices to listen to. And obviously what he was saying and what was happening in his life wasn't matching up. See, I believe God wants to speak to us. And God has a lot more to say to you than than you can listen to. But you have to reach that place in your life where you are listening. And you need to know how to listen. And if you learn how to listen to God, it can change your life. If you learn how to listen to God, the true spotter, the one with the view from above... God can fix in a matter of minutes what it may take you a lifetime on your own to fix. And maybe you're facing some decisions that you need wisdom from God. And I'm here to say that God is that spotter you need to listen to. That's the word we want to get to all the young people and graduates. You need to ask God, you know, what am I going to do with my life What is my career going to be? What's my educational tract? Who am I going to marry? Who am I going to spend my life with? And for us that are are older, we even need to be praying, like, where do I need to make investments financially? Uh, Where do I need to go in my job? Do I need to go to a new job? Do I need to get more education for the other job? Do I need to take that promotion? Where if we could hear God it helps us to choose the right thing to do because God has that view from above. And notice what Jesus says in John 10. I love this, this verse. He says, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. And, and back in Jesus' time, he always used illustrations that were appropriate to the, to the culture he was in. And that was an agricultural culture. And what we see happening here is what we see happening here is the sheep go into a holding pen and they're the sheep of multiple shepherds. And, and those sheep go in there and in the morning the shepherd would come out and he would, he would call his sheep and the sheep would recognize his voice. And that shepherd's flock would separate from the other 10 or 15 flocks and follow him. And the same was true. Another shepherd would come out and he would uh, call his sheep and they would come. And that's why he says in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And that describes what I call a Christ follower. That person that hears him and not only hears him wants to obey him. And Jesus is saying, if you're my sheep, you're going to recognize my voice. And if you know Jesus, you'll want to grow with Jesus Christ. But how do I know if it's God's voice I'm listening to? You know, that's an interesting thing because we hear a lot of voices. There's a lot of background clatter out there in the world. There's so much more going on when you think of of TV and radio and computers and internet and And it's hard to say what voice do I need to listen to? Do I need to listen to a certain talk show host or do I need to listen to a certain financial advisor? And what we're saying is you need to listen to that one spotter, Jesus Christ. And how do you know that it's God speaking? Well, first of all, it's going to come through His Word, it's going to come through His Bible. Hebrews 4.12 tells us the word of God is an active and alive, sharper than any double-edged sword. And it cuts all the way through to where the soul and the spirit meet, to where joints and marrow comes together. And it judges the desires and the heart of the heart. So what he's saying here is the word of God can go down between your mind and your soul. And the word of God reads you. Isn't that scary? But isn't that true? When you sit down and read the Bible, you can read a verse that you read two months ago and it speaks totally differently to you, even though it's the very same word-for-word passage. And that's because the Word of God reads you. And also, when you're reading that Word of God, it lets you know that God knows you. You know, you may be able to fool everyone else. You may be able to fool the closest person in your life. But the, but the word of God is sharp, and, and it speaks right to what you're doing and where you are. Because 99% of the time, if you really want to hear from God, all you got to do is go to the Bible and his word. So that's why we have to practice getting into the Bible when you read god's word then god's word reads you and 99 percent of the time if you want to know the will of god for your life just open the bible and start reading it his word will guide you his word will lead you and if you never open your bible up then you're probably never going to hear from god And that's why there has to be more than just coming on Sunday morning and sitting through a a one-hour service. There has to be involvement in the Word of God through the week. Because the Word of God, God uses that to serve as a spotter for your life. You know, there's another way that you can know if you are listening to the right voice, and that is using other people. We talked about the pit crew. The pit crew is so important. It's so important to surround yourself with other believers. And if if you can find a person that's a little older and a little more spiritually wise as you, uh, and I must say, and someone of the same sex, then... Use that person as a sounding board, as a mentor. Invite them to lunch and say, hey, what do you think about this decision I am facing? And and those spiritual people surrounding your life can help you so much in the decisions that you make. You know, that's why even Jesus needed uh, those disciples around him. He was mentoring them and growing them, and they became mentors for Those that followed them in the early church after Jesus had ascended to heaven and the Holy Spirit had come. You know, also, another spotter God uses in our lives besides the Bible and besides uh, uh, other people in your pit crew, mentors and and other Christians, is the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.18 says you are led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that red flag in your life that kind of intuitively lets you know whether you're making the right decision or, or a wrong decision. We often can call it a super amplified conscience or your mother that lives in your mind. And the more you're in his word, the more the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. It's a check for you. But so often we ignore those impressions that the the Holy Spirit puts on us. And and that's when we have those wrecks in our life, is when we ignore that Spirit. You know, His his voice, when we look in the Word and we listen to the, the Holy Spirit, that voice of God... That spotter is never going to tell us to violate biblical principles or moral principles. See, God won't tell you to cheat on your taxes. He won't tell you to lie or or twist things around to make a sale. He won't tell you to cheat on a test or cut corners or to have an affair on your spouse. He'll say do what's right because no matter what, when you don't do what's right, it's going to cost you. And he will not have you go against biblical principles. And he will tell you to do something. But that something will never go against his word or his nature. And see, that's why he tells us in Isaiah, my ways are not your ways. And that means there's going to be times that God is going to tell you to do something. And when you use human reason, it isn't going to make sense. It's, it's going to be something that is going to test your faith. You know, while human voices may be telling you something different, and if you watched the video last week from Roy Bonte, our missionary down in Georgia, I'll bet you he'll tell you that nothing he did makes sense financially. Uh, he's got an engineering degree and now he's doing ministerial training but all he knows is God said to do it. And see, God takes a person that, that no one else believes in, and if they will listen to them and listen to God, he will take care of them. But what God asks us to do may totally go against human wisdom. See, God challenges our faith, and God will often push us to take risk. God will often stretch us out of our comfort zone. And that's why when we hear the words of God as the spotter of our life, what we will see happening may not make sense. But we need to understand that when God is speaking to us and causing us to stretch, He is trying, He is trying to draw us closer to Him. See, He takes us from being that. Christian that is just simply a believer to someone who is a Christ follower, someone who is listening to God on every decision they make. So we need to be people that listen to the spotter. We need to be people that listen to the one that has the view from above. God wants you to wants to speak to you and God wants to do something in your life but but you have to let him and there may be some things you have to let go of there may be some type of sin in your life there may be some type of anger in your life bitterness or resentment there may be things that you need to let go of but if you do and listen to that spotter he will get you in the race keep you in the race and he will do things in your life that will take you beyond your greatest dream or more than your life could imagine let us pray lord as we gather here today we just thank you for being a god is there for us in life we just pray that we will be people that are able to uh, listen to your voice and know that you're out there looking out for us and trying to help us to avoid the wrecks of life And Lord, we pray for these graduates as they go out into the world to the different challenges that face them and pray that you would just uh, enrich their lives and help their lives. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.